Welcome back to tonight's intermission report. Merrimack hosting number eight Boston University Hockey East action. I'm Mike Macknick alongside John Leahy. We're talking here in this first intermission with Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com. Also, the uh, NeutralZone.net, uh, College Hockey News, um, the Eagle Tribune. Uh, what else am I missing here, Mike? I think you got it all. I think you hit them all. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, first period, end of the first period here, uh, tied up at one to one. Merrimack with the early goal from Liam Walsh. Uh, BU gets a goal later. A uh, bang bang play in front from Marcus Bogoslavsky. Uh, your thoughts on the first period? Pretty even first period. I mean, all things aside, if you look at the scoreboard, one one, and the shots are nine to nine. I mean, pretty much every category you look at, it's a pretty evenly played first period. I thought Merrimack had a stretch there, though, where they really controlled the play, especially they had the power play. Uh, didn't get a goal of the power play. BU did a really good job killing the first five to – or probably the first half of it, about the first minute. Uh, then it seemed like they did a better job of kind of getting things hemmed in the zone the second half of that power play. And then I thought had some momentum after that, had a couple of scoring chances after that. And even again at the end of the period, Max Newton able to win some draws in the last 30 seconds, generate a couple of scoring chances. So overall, a, a pretty evenly, evenly played period. There were times, obviously, where BU had some pressure down the other end, too. So – uh, pretty evenly open opening twenty minutes. Is it too soon to say? I mean, you know, we, we've been you and I both been watching this program for a long time, and we've seen it go through ups and downs. But we've seen that there's a progression. You know, nothing happens overnight. You know, you have to almost. It seems like you have to lose a lot of close games before you start to win some of those games. You start to display some confidence. You start to find ways to win close games in the third period, and so on. Is it too soon to say that they've? reach that next stage of of this uh, you know uh, progression that they're trying to go through here I don't think so uh, only because we're finally starting to see the team as they probably had it envisioned at the beginning of the year I mean you got to remember at the beginning of the year they were without Carlisle and Ewans then Jeff they come back but Jeffries gets hurt and Welsher's still out he gets hurt I mean they never really had a full their full complement of players at any given point. This is really the first time, almost the last couple of weekends, uh, and even now, not even the last couple of weekends, really this weekend, because <laughs> uh, with Jeffries finally back in the lineup, it seemed like his other guys were starting to come back. You know, that's right when he, he had had to exit the lineup. Drevich was out for a while, so uh, I, I don't think it's too early because it's. It, this is the, their team, you know, really for the first time. They're still without Welsher, for, and, and he's a guy that would be in there for sure. Uh, but it, it does kind of feel like they finally have their, their team as they probably envisioned it in September, uh, or pretty close to it on, on the ice right now. And, and I think, too, uh, we're starting to see them break through. You know, you know what I mean? Like there were times yesterday, for example, when BU scores those two goals to make it 3-2 to two after they come out to the 3 nothing lead. Uh, that's a game that I think the end of last year and, and even maybe the beginning of this year, BU probably finds that tying goal, and you're sitting here scratching your head at the end of the first period, going, "Geez, I got a three-goal lead. What happened?" Uh, that didn't happen yesterday. Not only did it not, not only did it not happen, they were able to kind of stop that momentum on their side. They they scored another one themselves and take a two-goal lead into the locker room. So uh, I do. It does feel like they've they've cleared a hurdle and they've taken another step towards where they where they want to be. Well, they're in eighth place here at the Hockey's Power Index, uh, which I think no nobody can really understand yet how it's being uh, how it's being calculated. But just barely ahead of Maine, and that's a pretty you know eighth versus ninth. You're talking about home ice versus not home ice. Although Maine looks like they're gonna have to go on the road against whoever it is. At any rate, uh, you know they're in this situation here, which I guess they weren't last year, where you know looking towards a possibility of home ice in the playoffs. Um, 
what has to happen here down the stretch for that to become a reality. Yeah, and, and I'd like to see it, that happen for no other reason, too, than you get in the top eight. I mean, this is a year where they, they're taking everybody anyway, uh, but realistically you can say, well, we made the playoffs this year. If you finish in the top eight, they would have been in, in a regular year, quote-unquote. So uh, I think ultimately they just need to keep winning, right? I mean, we don't know, we don't know who they're going to play next weekend. Uh, we can kind of look at who they haven't played, and, and you figure maybe it's Lowell, maybe it's it's Vermont. Vermont is kind of my guess, uh, only because if you look, they, it seems they've tried to do a, a fairly decent job, the league has, of bouncing you up and down as far as who you play. So you play a team towards the top of the standings this week, like BU, while the week before you were against UNH, who was near the bottom. So it seems like they're trying to do that as best they can. Uh, so I think Vermont is a... Is a decent has a decent shot to be at the opponent next week. You also had a series against them earlier this year that got scrapped, so right. uh, it would kind of make up that that one that you had scrapped at the beginning. And that was supposed to be here, if I remember right. So maybe that oh. would they would be here, where, whereas Vermont is at home this weekend against Lowell. It was originally supposed to be there, if you remember, and then it got bounced to here uh, right. because uh, because of Maine Maine's women's team had to go on the road to play Vermont right. at Vermont. So the Sears got bounced to here, and then there were COVID cases, and the Sears got scrapped <laughs> altogether. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if it's home or away or, or where it could be, uh, but I, I, that's my guess. You know, Lowell or Vermont seem like the two logical choices at this point for them to play next weekend. Uh, and then what has to happen, I mean, they, they just need to win. Uh, a win here today would help big time because it's another win over a team that's uh, third now in, in the power index. So uh, obviously strength of schedules is – has, a, has a, a weight here, so if you can get a, a win over the number three team, uh, especially if you're going into next weekend thinking you might be facing a team that's a little a little lower, uh, a win today would be huge. And let's talk about this BU club as well. Second coming into the weekend, they dropped to third in the power index with the loss last night, but still in pretty good position. It seems like there's that you know the top three, and then you know a bit of a drop off there to four. But you know BU still among those top three. What kind of shape are they in, especially not only looking towards success in the Hockey East tournament, but a chance to make the NCAA tournament? Where are they in that picture? They've put themselves in a pretty good spot. Uh, we were debating at CHN this week, and I was with Adam. Uh, I think they've been luckier, more lucky than they have been good. Uh, just, I mean, the, you, look, you are what your record says you are, and they were nine and two coming into this weekend, so they're nine and two, and uh, that's kind of the thing. Like they, they've put themselves in such a good position, I think, at the beginning of the year that they're. It's not going to have time to catch up to them, but at one point they were, I think, seven and two with like the worst shots for percentage in the country, <laughs> in the country, not the league, the country. Uh, so that tells me that, and their PDO was like 108, uh, which is a combined shooting percentage, save percentage. They were shooting 18 percent going into the Vermont series, which means opposing goalies were playing 820 against them. It's not going to happen, obviously. So uh, I, I don't think they're a bad team. I think some people misconstrued that this week in in our debates at CHN and, and on our podcast and on Twitter thinking that I was suggesting they were a bad team. I don't think they're a bad team. I just don't think they're as good as 9-2 and two, uh, coming into this weekend. You know, they're probably a middle-of-the-pack-ish team in Hockey East if you were to play a 34-game schedule and there was enough t- time for that all to bear itself out. But the fact of the matter is, is none of that matters, right? None of that matters. They were ni- they're were 9-3 and three now. They were 9-2 and two coming into this weekend. They've got themselves in a position to make the NCAA tournament because at the end of the day, all that matters are your wins and losses, and they've won more than they lost. doesn't matter how lucky they've been. They've won more than they've lost. So I think they're actually in really good shape. Uh, they're going to they're gonna fall, I think, in, in polls and things like that this weekend, even with a win today, uh, because Merrimack's in the lower end of hockey standing. So they're certainly going to fall. Uh, but I, I still I think they've done enough 
they've done enough early on to put themselves in position where they're more than likely going to be a tournament team, unless they just completely fall apart. I mean, if they lose today and lose two next weekend and get bounced in, you know, early in the hockey's tournament, then they're in trouble. Uh, but if they can, if they if they can reach the hockey semifinals, for instance, I think they're in good shape. Because the other thing that we've talked about. It's a bunch of people in a room picking teams, right? So uh, if they can end up you know, advancing deep into the hockey's tournament with the start that they've had, they're going to be fine. All right, thanks a lot, Mike. Always good to see you. Uh, good luck to the boys in their games this weekend. I'm sure baseball is starting up soon. Same for my son. So best of luck uh, to you with that. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, if I'm not here, I'm shuttling kids around. So <laughs> you do the same thing, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, Mike. That's Mike McMahon from themacreport.com. Also the Eagle Tribune, College Hockey News, NeutralZone.net, and I don't know. I'm sure I'm missing something. But at any rate, uh, we'll be back with more right after this. BU at Merrimack. This is tonight's intermission report and we will be back with more this is warrior hockey